It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Commanders with another black eye. But what does it really mean? Does it mean anything? We'll discuss that and a new name into the ring. The ring of Commander's ownership. That's all next right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Come and join us. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Commanders fans, we welcome you aboard one and all NFL fans as well. And welcome into the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. We're your daily podcast cover the Washington Commanders free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. Thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. My co-host David Harrison of Commander Country on SI.com's Fan Nation is off for this particular episode on his way back from the scouting combine in Indianapolis. Check him out at D Harrison 82. I'm Chris Russell. Some call me the rooster. Yes, indeed. You can hear me on the team 980 and the Odyssey app Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time, along with my guy Pete Medhurst. Again, you can listen on the Odyssey app live on demand podcast form, just like you can listen to the Locked On Commanders podcast on the Odyssey app. And you can check me out in writing at Command Post, a subscription-based Commanders-only publication available right now. Coming up later in this show, some of the defensive talent the Commanders are talking with in Indianapolis. But first, another black eye, but does it really mean anything? Uh, David covered this on the last episode, so I won't go deep in detail by now. You're probably aware that the Commanders finished dead last in a 1,300-player report card cumulative grade with different rankings, different subjects, different grades, uh, all of that. And again, they finished cumulatively last. The vote was based on players that played in 2022 for the Washington Commanders and for all other NFL teams. Not, again, DJ Swearinger, a disgruntled ex-safety who was kicked out of here. Uh, William Jackson III, if he chose to participate, don't know if he did, was. He might be the only one that would be probably considered disgruntled, although we never know what truly is going through the mind of individuals, right? We, we have no idea. And sometimes you find out little things on the side, but there was no rumors, no allegations of people really being unhappy overall. Yet, when the results, when the proof was in the pudding, again, the commanders ranked very, very, very poorly in certain areas, treatment of families, uh, the training room as a whole, despite the strength coaches getting an A plus, the training room as a whole got an F minus because the strength coaches work with the players on getting stronger. The training room, okay, right next door is where they do tape, where they uh, basically do, um, you know, diagnosis of, of of little injuries, minor to medium to moderate injuries, some rehab, all that stuff. 
It's not all connected, but it's all in the same area at the team facility. Uh, the locker room got an F minus. The team travel got an F minus as well. Again, I don't want to go too crazy because I know David covered this, uh, but here's where it matters. Here's where it matters. One, the commanders are likely to stay in this facility in Ashburn, Virginia, for the next several years. Until the commanders decide to spend more money to improve the facilities and some of the complaints and address some of the complaints, which they said in a statement that they do and that they listen to players, until the commanders choose to do that, then players are probably going to be unhappy. Now, maybe next year, if the NFLPA chooses to do this, maybe they'll not rank dead last. Maybe they'll be 30th or 29th or 28th or whatever. Different players, different votes, different processes. I'm sure they'll do some cosmetic improvements, especially considering this latest black eye. But that's one thing. The commanders are going to stay in this building for several years because they don't even have a shovel in the dirt uh, never mind any sort of an arrangement for a new daily facility or a new stadium likely to be on the same footprint or connected in some geographical sort of way. The other thing that I would say this is a big deal for is if you are looking at prospective free agents and Ron Rivera and Martin May, who have already made it pretty clear via their words that they are not going to be big spenders, that they are not going to be making splash signings, and they couldn't even get close on a Deron Payne deal, so they franchise-tagged him a week ahead of time. They've already said they're not going to go out and get a big-time veteran-established quarterback, that type of thing, an Aaron Rodgers, a Derek Carr, that type of thing. They've already told you that they're not going to be big players in free agency, which is fine. I don't have a major problem with that. However, when you're trying to recruit prospective free agents, when you're trying to bring in guys from the outside, they see this, that the NFLPA generates, that players in that locker room, in that building every day voted and made clear that they were unhappy. What are they going to say? Well, they're going to say, well, if you want me to come sign with you and I have, say, one other offer or two other offers, you're going to have to pay me a lot more in order for me to come and sign with you. Why? Because I don't want to travel like a pauper. I don't want to be in a crappy locker room. I don't want to be in a terrible training room. I don't want bad treatment of my family, my wife, my kids, my girlfriend, whatever the case might be. So prospective free agents is who probably this affects. Now, my partner on the radio, Pete Metahurst, made the point, hey, Terry McLaurin and Jonathan Allen chose to stay, so it must not be that bad. Listen, I can't, I, I can't possibly pretend to know what goes through Terry McLaurin and Jonathan Allen's mind when it comes to team travel or locker room or treatment of families. Maybe privately they might tell you one thing. Maybe publicly they would tell you another thing. Who knows? It's a fair point that the two most prominent players on this team chose to stay here, chose to re-up. Now, they were both not free agents. And again, that's the difference for me is that this really hurts, I think, prospective free agents. Guys that are drafted, they don't have a choice. Guys that can come here from other organizations might come here and go, oh my God, what did I do? I'm not happy. I'm disgruntled. Or they might not come here at all, especially if the commanders are not willing to pay top dollars. So that's where this becomes a huge deal. I talked to Brian Mitchell 
who should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Everybody knows Brian Mitchell, his impact on this organization on Thursday morning. He happens to do a radio show one hour after the start of mine uh, in the same building. So we're in the same area. And his point was back in the old days when he was playing and when they were at RFK and the facilities were terrible at the old uh, team headquarters, which is not too far away from the current team headquarters, Guys were playing for survival. Guys were playing, and all that mattered was wins because that was the only way you could get a little bit of bump in pay. That was the only way you could maybe take some of the summer off. Now guys, as he points out, and he's right, are not playing as much to win. They're playing for more money and for their legacy and for the name on the back of the jersey, not maybe necessarily the name on the front of the jersey. And he also said, you're damn straight. It's important. Now, this is Brian Mitchell. You're damn straight it's important. And he went on to cite again that guys that have to be in a building, let's just call it 200 days out of the year, roughly. Guys that have to be in a building that long, that have to be around each other that long, if they don't have a favorable experience with the shower, that was one of the complaints, the draining of water, whether it be in the sink or whether it be in the showers, that's another complaint. There's potential health hazards if some of that is true. And again, this is a players-only voted thing. He said, basically, it could lead to a lower, a lower, um, you know, I, I, I guess morale and a sense of, oh, man, we got to go there again. Oh, frustrating. Why can't they just pay a couple of million dollars to get better showers? And maybe with the wrong guy, that affects their performance. Maybe if that player doesn't get paid or treated well elsewhere or in other ways, maybe they look to get out. And think about this. And this will be the final note that I have on this. Think about if you're Jonathan Allen, if you're Deron Payne and you arrive from Alabama. Think about if you're Terry McLaurin and you arrive from Ohio State. Think about... Sam Cosme, who came from Texas, and we can go on and on and on, but you get my point. The bigger schools, the bigger programs, the programs that are lavish in terms of their facilities in college. Think about if you arrive in Ashburn and you see what the commanders have, you go, ew, this is Mickey Mouse. And think about this, and this is kind of the last thing I'll say. It's way better than it used to be because I was there under Mike Shanahan when it was wretched, when it was awful. It's not good enough, but it's way better than it used to be. And the reason why they did that was because they got capital improvement resources from the Commonwealth of Virginia as part of the Richmond training camp deal back in 2012. They got a lot of money to renovate Washington commander's headquarters, the old name. You get my point. They got money to do that. They got a lot of capital. Dan Snyder didn't really do that on his own. Maybe he supplemented it. Maybe he added to it. They didn't even want to build an indoor practice structure. There were times where they had to practice at an airport hangar at Dulles Airport. It was ridiculous. I saw it with my own eyes. The facilities there have long been not good enough. You want to win Super Bowls. You want to attract the top talent. You have to. You have to do the little things. Little things often turn into big things. My company that I work for in radio 
has Odyssey has a, a slogan, you know, one thing. Everybody do one thing. One thing turns into 10 things, which turns into 100 things, which turns into 1,000 things, which turns into a million things. I'm not saying it's the same thing. That's talking about the environment and all that stuff. But you get my point. You do a little thing right here. You treat the players well here. You treat. Maybe they want to be more at the facility. Maybe they want to play a little bit harder. Maybe they want to play a little bit with their hair on fire. Maybe they want to grind through an injury that otherwise they might shut down. Maybe they want to re-sign here for a little lower cost then elsewhere is available. Maybe. Something to think about, something to chew on. Your reaction, of course, you can hit me up on Twitter, at WrestleMania621. All right. Coming up right here on the Lockdown Commanders podcast, Washington might not be spending money to improve Command Central and Ashburn or on big-time free agents, but they are somewhere else. Details next on Locked On Commanders. But first, guys, this episode of Locked On Commanders is presented by our friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious late-night treat, a meal replacement, an after-workout meal replacement or fuel, then Built Bar is the absolute right way to go. We're all struggling with stress and eating right and working out more and being healthier. Well, Built Bar is one way that you can supplement whatever else you're doing in your life and it tastes great. They're soft, easy to chew, 100% covered in chocolate. All sorts of different great flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond, mint chocolate, whatever you want, co double chocolate, coconut puffs, all sorts of great products at Built Bar. Now, normally we used to tell you, go to BuiltBar.com, and we still tell you, go to Built.com. However, now you can go to your nearest Walmart, walk to the pharmacy section, and you're going to find four bar boxes of Built Bars. That's right. Maybe cookies and cream is there. Maybe it's the peanut butter brownie, my favorite. Or you can go to your local Sam's Club and grab a 13 bar box. Then you might be covered for about a week and a half, two weeks. Or because they're so delicious, they might only last you a couple of days. Either way, you'll thank us later. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we continue along right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Again, thank you for making us your first listen and watch of the day. Coming up, a potential late entry into the ownership ring who has been in the news lately. The details are coming soon. But first, we mentioned the Washington Commanders spending money elsewhere. Maybe not at their team facility, but at FedEx Field. The team announced on Thursday that they will have upgrades to the video boards and audio systems at FedEx Field, of course, the current team stadium, in Landover, Maryland. They say these upgrades will benefit 
uh, from a technology and information perspective and bring a greater atmosphere at FedEx. They said, when in attendance at a commander's game next fall, meaning this upcoming season, expect better visibility to game footage, improved audio, statistics, play-by-play engagement, updated graphics, and more. Apparently, they worked with technology consultant Anthony James Partners to manage, design, procurement, and implementation of new high-def LED video displays and a state-of-the-art distributed loudspeaker system for the 2023 season. This company obviously has worked with many other different sports, apparently 10 MLB venues, four NFL contracts, 10 NBA arenas, an additional NHL and MLS crossover locations, and over 70 collegiate sports venues over the past decade. So clearly they are a well-established company. They do this kind of thing all the time. Trista Langdon, sports uh, senior vice president of operations and guest experience for uh, the commanders said, quote, in part, the upgraded resolution will immediately improve the in-game experience for our fans by providing crisp views of video content and game information, as well as immersive play-by-play engagement, end quote. I don't know what any of that means, but presumably it'll be a sharper, better vision and image. And what they want you to do is, or not be able to do is say, hey, you know what? I can sit in my recliner. I can watch my big 70-inch screen TV, my big age. They want to go bigger, sharper, crisper, cleaner. They did the video boards, I think it was back in 2011. Maybe it was 2012, somewhere in that range. So another upgrade here for a stadium that might only be here for five, six, seven more years. That's kind of big news. And again, the commanders are probably going to say, ah, you point out this at our facility, but don't forget about that. Don't forget, we're taking care of the fans that way. But are they taking care of the players? And that ties back into what we were talking about in the open of our show with the NFLPA report card. You got to take care of both. You got to take care of the players and you got to take care of the fans and the coaches and selfishly the media, but whatever. The bottom line is, is you got to take care of both. You can't just say, well, we're making one investment and we're not going to make any investments elsewhere. Now, maybe they will make some investment in the commander's team facility. We'll see. We'll see. I'm sure they'll come out with some big PR thing uh, in a couple of months after this dies down. But they are announcing, they are saying that they are making big-time improvements to the visual aspect at FedEx Field. Now, also this weekend, and it kind of depends on when you're watching this or listening to this, but you get the point. This weekend, Saturday, March 4th, and Sunday, March 5th, Commanders hosting their annual Select-A-Seat event for as they say, thousands of prospective new season ticket holders. They talk about prospects. We'll have the opportunity to pick the best available seats. Trust me, there's plenty of them. Uh, enjoy complimentary snacks. Receive locker room tours. Uh, remember, the locker room wasn't exactly graded um, very highly. Now, that could be more the Ashburn locker room as opposed to the FedEx field locker room, but it could be both. kind of depends on how players process that. Uh, and they'll also be able to meet Washington football legend Gary Clark. Um, they say at the conclusion of the weekend, and this is what I wanted to bring up, the team expects to see an approximate 20% increase in season ticket holders for the upcoming season compared to the same time last year. That would be great if they could do that. 
uh, whether it's full, you know, what have you. I mean, obviously they go, went to this Washington gold thing, uh, which is basically, basically um, like a membership. I mean, it is uh, in which you're a season ticket holder, but you get some perks and whatever, and they have different levels and so on and so forth. Look, they're just trying to sell as many season tickets as they can. Nobody knows exactly the number. It's not high enough. It's not good enough. We know that. Games aren't sold out. We know that. Uh, it's a really bad optic because plenty of visiting fans wind up with them, but they can't control all that. If you get 60,000 Commanders fans in the stadium, it's less likely that those tickets wind up on the secondary market or are available for purchase. So it is important. It is important. Uh, they did also mention that they held a seat relocation event for over 1,000 existing season ticket holders last weekend. Uh, and they had the opportunity to move around their seats, buy different seats, what have you. Uh, so they've already done that. No word on exactly how successful the retainment was. But again, they are trying. They are trying in some ways, maybe not enough ways, which Again, of course, ties back in to what we were talking about in the first opening salvo of the show. Coming up, a new potential ownership name, why it could be significant to the overall picture, and more from Indianapolis next on today's episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, as we wrap up, before we hit the ownership news that we have for you, uh, a little bit of good news. Maybe you've seen this picture before or out there on the commander social media. It's buzzing around. Sam Howell, QB1, but not the starter. <clears throat> That's my own little thing. Uh, was hanging out with commander's fan and potential co-investor. Potential. You never know. He mentioned he would be interested. Kevin Durant of the Phoenix Suns and the team social media labeled it as two Manders guys Two, the number two. Uh, well, actually spelled out Manders, no apostrophe at the beginning of Manders guys. I don't remember the team social media last year during the first name uh, year of the commanders referring to themselves as Manders. So this is a little bit interesting, unless I missed it. A little bit interesting that the team social media is referring to them as the Manders. Or in this case, Sam Howell and Kevin Durant as two Manders guys. Jumped out to me. I don't know about you, but it did jump out to me. From the combine in Indianapolis, Georgia, defensive back safety Christopher Smith the second told the media assembled that he had a formal interview with Washington and that he liked Ron Rivera's vision. And it stood out as 
perhaps his best moment of his time in Indianapolis. Joey Porter Jr., who we've talked about plenty, uh, especially on Mock Draft Mondays, of the Penn State Nittany Lions, told the media via Sam Fortier of the Washington Post that he indeed uh, also met with the Washington Commanders. And he said, quote, I talk to them a lot, end quote. And he likes the Penn State Nittany Lion flavor in D.C. and with the burgundy and gold. Jahan Dotson, and for now, Shaka Tony and Tariq Castro Fields. And finally, a new suitor, we think, maybe, reportedly, kind of, has emerged as a potential new owner for the Washington Commanders. Of course, as we know, current owner Dan Snyder embroiled in all sorts of stuff. We've heard the name Phil uh, Josh Harris, the Philadelphia 76ers and New Jersey Devils owner and Maryland native. He is still very much in the picture. Reportedly, Houston Rockets owner Tillman Fertitta has been ruled out. And basically, it came down to Josh Harris and um, Dan Snyder and Jeff Bezos, according to Front Office Sports uh, and A.J. Perez. Now, others have said Jeff Bezos not allowed to bid, not in the picture, what have you. We will see. But Fox Business Channel reporter... Charles Gasparino, who's had a lot of different things on this, and some have been right and some have been off, if I'm being totally honest, wrote on Wednesday evening that former Milwaukee Bucks owner Mark Lazary has shown interest in entering the race for the commander's ownership group, maybe as a primary owner or a majority owner, maybe as an investor, who knows? But Lazary, who I think still has a part of the Milwaukee Bucks, but sold a huge stake of the Milwaukee Bucks to Cleveland Browns owner Jimmy Haslam and his sports group and his wife, Dee. Lazary, a hedge fund manager, I think would only be allowed, I think would only be allowed to be a minority investor under the hedge fund management rules it, it it's it's kind of strange there's a lot of rules about who can come in who cannot of course they won an nba championship in milwaukee they built a brand new arena the fiserv forum this would be interesting um again not sure if he would be allowed to buy a majority stake or exactly how those rules go again it kind of depends on how the nfl processes the whole quote unquote hedge fund manager role but either way this is a new name and again, according to Charles Gasparino, Bucks owner, or again, he still, I think, uh, owns a stake of the Bucks, even though he sold a large part of his stake uh, to Jimmy Haslam, the owner of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this would be, again, a third name if he decides to actually make an official bid along with Jeff Bezos, who reportedly can't make a bid or hasn't been allowed to make a bid, but is still there. And then, of course, Josh Harris. So interesting turn, if you will, on the commander's ownership front. We'll keep you up to date uh, and posted. It does not look like they are going to be able to get a reported agreement, all the financial vetting, all of the information, and ready to go for a new ownership vote at the end of March. But they are going to discuss this apparently next week in New York at some league meetings uh, that are being held. It's apparently on the docket, according to one report. I forget who had it, 
Uh, but they are going to discuss the Dan Snyder situation. So maybe at that point they might have the bids. We don't know how this process is going to work, but stay tuned. Uh, stay tight. We will have the latest as it gets reported, as it's made available. Uh, but again, it's interesting. I, I still contend, especially if Dan is going to refuse to sell to Jeff Bezos, it's better to then it's better to have more than one option. Tillman Fertitta seems to be out, reportedly out of the bidding. But it's still important to have as many persons, as many voices, as many people involved in this for different ideas and different ways to go about things. So that's where we're at as we approach the weekend right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. We appreciate you being with us uh, right here. Thank you for making us your first listen and view of the day. If you want to hit us up, it's Locked On Washington Commanders at gmail.com or on Twitter at LO Commanders. Again, on uh, Twitter. My partner is David Harrison. He is covering the Commanders for Commander Country on Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980 and always live and free and on demand on the Odyssey, on the Odyssey app. Odyssey app, not Odyssey, Odyssey app. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another. Thank you for joining me right here on today's episode of the Locked On Commanders Podcast. <laughs> Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.